Welcome to Vista Life with Dr. Jesse Bollinger and Benet Conlin. Dr. Jesse Bollinger with co-host Benet Conlon. Um, how are you, Benet? I'm doing good. You? Doing real well. Happy to be here actually on our third episode of the Vista Life podcast. And we've got, uh, last episode we had, a, we had a Vista member, fellow Vista member as a guest. And, and today uh, we're fortunate enough to be, uh, be joined by our, our state Vista leaders. So, uh, pretty excited to see how today's show goes and, and learn a whole bunch about what it means to be a leader. So uh, hope this is a good episode for everybody. So uh, we've got uh, VISTA leaders Helen Basulis and, uh, and Mariah Himes. Uh, Helen, I hope I didn't butcher your last name too bad. No, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> All right, good. So was I a little off? Yeah, it's Bishulis, so there's like a sh sound, but you were like, I mean, that was pretty much on point compared to how other people try to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> well, names are an important thing, so I want to, so, so at least I've got it right. Good. Well, thank you for the correction. So, very good. And, and Mariah? Hi. Hi. Good to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you both for, for doing this, and uh, we appreciate yeah. it. So. Yeah, well, thank you for having us. Yeah. Awesome. Benet, uh, I think you kind of been thinking through, you know, uh, what we might want to know is, as uh, I'm a fairly new VISTA, you've been here for a little bit. Uh, you're about halfway through your service, if I remember right. So, so you've kind of been around these guys maybe a little longer than I have. So uh, I'm going to kind of let you dig in, and, uh, and let's see what we can learn about being a VISTA leader. Okay. Uh, well, well, Helen and Maya, I was, you know, we're just kind of wondering, um, what is it that made you guys decide to become a VISTA leader? Like, Maya, I know, like, you served here in Des Moines prior to so. I did, yes. So I um, did my first term of service as a VISTA member serving with the Iowa Mentoring Partnership, and I just had a really good experience with that. Um, I really enjoyed being a part of AmeriCorps. Um, I love serving, and I love knowing that the work that I'm doing is uh, making an impact and that it's contributing to the community. Um, and I had really good VISTA leaders during my term of service. So um, I just saw what they were doing and um, the recruitment and the supporting other members, and I knew that it was something I'd be good at and that I would really enjoy. Um, and I also just wanted um, a year to really build on some of my leadership skills and have more time to network and get to know the community. I just moved here from North Carolina. 
So I saw this as an opportunity to just put down more roots in the community um, that will hopefully lead to um, just more connections and hopefully a job after, after this. So. This is your... And, um, oh, pardon? Well, since this is your second year of service, one as a VISTA, one as a leader, so you've actually got three more years of, of eligibility, right, that you could use. Do you plan to use any of those, or are you going to save those maybe for later in life, or, or have you thought about that? Um, you mean my, um, to, my eligibility to get a federal or state job? No, I, as I understand it, there's five years of eligibility to be a VISTA. There, you can do five terms. Uh, oh, true. Based on what I've been told. So have you thought yes. about those other three years, if you might use those now or sometime in the future? Um, I, think, I think what I'm hoping to do is to find a job locally after um, my second year is up in August, but I could definitely, definitely see doing AmeriCorps again, maybe when I'm a little bit older or retired. Um, so yeah. Awesome. I think, Vinay, uh, were you starting to say something there a minute ago? Um, no, I think that was Helen. Yeah, so um, I had like a variety of reasons for why I became a VISTA leader, and I'll just kind of like gloss over a few of them. Um, so last year I was a VISTA with the Circles Initiative in Dubuque, Iowa. I was working um, a lot in their volunteer management and coordination. Um, and I, so I had that job like fresh out of college um, and I, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience and I had befriended another VISTA in town who was, you know, in the same kind of boat, fresh out of college, not a lot of experience. And we both felt like we got like so much good experience from our VISTA years and we felt that if we didn't do VISTA, like if we just got some type of entry level job, we might not have gotten such good experience. Um, so I just, I really feel like, like we were given so much responsibility with our roles to the point that we were kind of like surprised, but we both, you know, we both did well and we both like rose to the occasion and you know I really love that we were given those opportunities and I just really wanted to you know guide and mentor other VISTAs like because again I've been through the whole process I had my ups and downs during my VISTA year as well um, so the idea of guiding and mentoring other VISTAs like really interested me um, and one of our volunteers at Circles actually um, sits on the board for Volunteer Iowa, so he was able to refer me to this position because I was actually a VISTA with Iowa Campus Compact. So that's another kind of like intermediary type organization like Volunteer Iowa is um, that essentially, um, I'm not sure if they actually hold the grant for VISTAs. I think they might just like Volunteer Iowa does, but in other words, I was from a different cohort of Iowa VISTAs, so I wasn't even aware of Volunteer Iowa until he like referred me here for the VISTA leader position. And I, um, so I graduated with my bachelor's in social work from Clark University in Dubuque. Um, and I had gotten that more, um, what we say, macro level experience, so kind of like, you know, capacity building, volunteer management, you're not like really working one-on-one -on -one too much with like people. And um, I really like the aspect of this where I get to work one-on-one -on -one with VISTAs and I wanted some more experience working one-on-one -on -one with people. 
Um, so yeah, those are kind of a variety of reasons why I joined, or I decided to do another service here. So did you both start your term of service at the same time, or, or do you guys have some, is it staggered a little bit? I think it was a week apart. Yeah. I started the week before her. Yeah. Okay. So you share office space, you see each other every day. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you know, building those team, those team skills, you know, uh, having coworkers, that kind of thing, that's, that's important, and especially fresh out of college, sometimes you don't have it. Um, right. How, how's that been? It's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Building what skills, did you say? Just, you know, basically working, you know, with, with somebody else that basically holds the same position. Yeah. I yeah. honestly, I was so relieved to find out that there was going to be another VISTA leader when I, like, applied for this position because I just think that, like, I really love working, like, with another person. Um, like, I just was bouncing ideas back and forth mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it it, like I don't have to ask Nicole as many questions and stuff like that. We can talk to each other about yeah. like our projects. Um, so I like having a coworker that's doing like basically the same job as I am. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I definitely like being able to share responsibility and talk about issues that we might um, like similar issues we might be having in our work or challenges. Um, so it's really good to have a partner in um, the recruitment that we do and supporting VISTAs and designing socials and doing professional development. So I definitely feel like I have a partner in all of this and that feels really good. And like Helen said, definitely having somebody to bounce ideas off of. Um, I mean, it just, it, I think it really strengthens our work to have mm -hmm. two very different people bringing everything that they have into this position. Um, so I'm just, I'm definitely thankful to have, um, be able to work with Helen. Aww. I'm thankful to have you yeah. too. Thanks. <laughs> And I think Benet's still with us. I, I think I can't yeah. hear her. Um, so you both ended up also traveling to do your VISTA services, right? Yes. Um, for me, I, ha I traveled to Des Moines for the VISTA leader role, but for my VISTA role last year, I was already living in Dubuque because I went to college in Dubuque. Yeah. And then, Mariah, you came from North Carolina, right? Yeah, I graduated college in North Carolina, and during that spring semester, I really knew that I wanted to do at least a year of service, just getting experience working with nonprofits, because that's the kind of work that I'm interested in. Um, so doing service seems like a great way to get experience and help others and do good things. Um, so I wanted to go somewhere new where um, I could explore an area and make new friends and meet lots of new and interesting people. So I moved to Des Moines, Iowa, and it's been great. I love it here. So I've been here for almost, well, a little bit, like a year and a half maybe, um, and planning on staying. So it's, yeah, it's been really good. Awesome. Can you guys also talk a little bit about um, the relocation process through, like, the AmeriCorps VISTA? Because I know they say, you know, they'll reimburse for, um, yeah, help, like, gas prices or air fares. Yeah. 
Um, well, so before I started my VISTA term, um, I had a pre-service orientation in Chicago, so I actually just packed up everything that I owned basically into my car and drove to Chicago from North Carolina, and then I drove, we had three days of training in Chicago, and then I drove from there to Des Moines to start my service. And um, the pre-service orientation, the travel to and from, and your room and board while you're there is covered. Uh, by AmeriCorps, and then I was afforded a relocation allowance because I was traveling so far from my home. And at the time, I think it was up to $500 um, if you're traveling more than 50 miles away from your home in order to serve. So I was awarded that $500, but I think that's raised because I read somewhere recently that the relocation allowance can afford you up to $1,000 um, for moving away from your home. So I think that's been um, I think that's gone up, but that definitely helps because my car is kind of old and by the time I got here, it was kind of breaking down and I had a lot of fees in terms of um, getting my car back to working order. So that was really helpful for me. And I think that that $500, you know, or 1000 whatever it may be right now, and, I, and last I knew it was still 500 um, but I think it might also depend on where you're serving, just like the stipend kind of uh, it changes a little bit. Uh, right. But, That's but true. Isn't, isn't part of that, uh, that money, whatever the amount is, isn't that also for uh, deposits and, and that kind of thing? Because, well, you, I mean, you're relocating somewhere for a year, so you've got utilities, you've got rent, you've got right. you know, apartment deposits, that kind of thing. Is, is that, am I correct in that? Yeah, so when they give you the relocation allowance, it's just that you've already been set up with AmeriCorps and direct deposit that they're going to be paying you for your service with that, you know, that small stipend. So they just put it into my account, and then it was free for me to use as I needed it. So I used it mostly for my car, but, you know, when I needed to go out and get some dishes and I had to um, put down, like, a pre um, – you know, when you're starting to live in an apartment and you have to put a payment down, you know, I was able to use it for that. So it's, it's for whatever your needs are. Like if you move here and you don't own any furniture, I didn't, then you can use it for that as well. So it's whatever you need. Sure. And um, I moved from Dubuque to Des Moines, so I, I got relocation for that from AmeriCorps, but that was only about like $60. Um, but I was really lucky in that my site, Volunteer Iowa, gave me like, I don't even remember how much it was, but it was like, I think it was like 400 or $500, honestly, for relocating, because I remember at the, yeah, when I first got paid, it was a pretty heavy check, and this past year, I'm used to not having a lot of money at all, so I was like so happy to get all of that, um, and different sites will do that kind of stuff. You just have to check with the site that you're like applying to. Um, but yeah, like that definitely helped with bills that first month because um, it took me a while to get paid because I was jumping from one AmeriCorps position to the other and I had to get into the new like pay periods here. Um, so I really was very, very happy when I got that from Volunteer Iowa. Very good. So. What uh, I mean, we, we've talked. I think I think every meeting I've ever been in that involves a group of vistas. You know, one of the things that we talk about is how hard it can be to live on the the stipend. And I know 
I know what rent looks like in Lamoni, and, and I hate mm-hmm. to say it, um, it's pretty comparable to Des Moines, which is strange considering we're in the poorest county mm-hmm. in the state of Iowa and we're 70 mm-hmm. miles south of Des Moines. Um, yeah. But it's not uncommon, I think, because of the university for us to have, you know, houses that rent for seven, $800 a month and apartments that rent for anywhere between 350 without utilities to almost $600. So is it, is it hard with, without being too specific about your, your individual, you know, rent amounts? I mean, is it hard to find apartments where you can afford to live on that stipend? I think so. Um, when I was moving here from out of state, I had really no idea what I was doing and I found a roommate on Craigslist and that worked out for a little bit, but then I kind of, needed to move somewhere else, and it was really, really hard to find somewhere else to move. I feel like I got really, really lucky finding another roommate on Craigslist, and rent was a lot more um, the second roommate, but um, yeah, I've had a hard time with it, honestly. When I lived in Dubuque, rent was much cheaper, and it was much you know, kind of easier to live on that stipend, um, but moving to Des Moines, Rent is definitely more expensive, but I've been lucky in that I have, like, four other roommates, um, so splitting the bills is um, pretty easy. But when, like Mariah was saying, she moved here all the way from North Carolina, didn't know anybody, like, when you're in a situation like that, yeah, it's definitely really hard. And I really feel for the vistas that are in, like, bigger cities like Chicago or New York because the cost of living is even, like, higher there. Like, they adjust your stipend depending on, like, the county that you live in in the U.S., but you're still living at the poverty level. So, it's. I mean, yeah, it can be rough. And, Mariah, you have a second job. Yeah, I. um, so I've had a couple of roommates, and that really helps a lot. and I do have a second job, which VISTAs are now allowed to do, is to have a secondary job as long as it doesn't interfere with your service. So, And that's been really, really helpful for me. I'm, yeah, so I work a lot and I'm exhausted, but I'm able to make ends meet and have a little bit of extra if I want to do something fun every now and then. So, Renee, are you working a second job? I don't remember. Um, I am not. And I, I have maintained the same part-time job that I had, uh, that I've had for the past year or so, and that is the call center manager at the university. Um, but it's temporary, and so, so like right now we're done for the semester. We're shut down until January, uh, which is kind of nice because, you know, as as you said uh, a second ago, that you know Vista Service takes precedent over. Uh, over the part-time jobs, and I've been really fortunate yeah. to have not had a lot of conflicts August, September, October with with stuff, but I was also just getting started. So then as I look at November and into the first of the year, um, there are nights that I'm gone almost every night. You know, I, I'm looking at... Uh, I'm looking at some days that are going to be 12, 13, 14, 15-hour days some days, you know, depending on what I'm what I'm working on. So... The part-time jobs are great if you can balance them. Right. Yeah. I'm actually, um, if it's okay, I'm going to jump in because I was just thinking about this. Um, So last month, uh, I'm probably not, I'm not going to go into details, but we are currently trying to work on finding, like, uh, making, like, agreements essentially with landlords in the Des Moines area um, that will essentially, like, 
you know, they have a, an agreement with us. We send Vistas their way, try, trying to find like cheap, affordable, but like nice housing for our Vistas. And we actually um, found this place called the Des Moines Internship Village. Um, there was a college here, AIB, that like recently closed down and they have dorm rooms available that, that they've now opened up to um, interns that come from all across the state of Iowa to do internships in Des Moines, but they've also opened it up to AmeriCorps members. Um, I believe there's a couple Habitat for Humanity AmeriCorps already like working there. Um, and uh, we met with them last month um, to ask if you know they could house Vistas as well from Volunteer Iowa, and they're completely open to that. And it's very cheap, like the rent. Um, I, I don't have the exact numbers right now, but I feel like it was like, it's a bi-weekly, um, like you pay a bi-weekly or something like that because like interns usually don't stay for longer than a couple of months. But I think it was like 100 to $200 bi-weekly and like utilities are all in there. Um, and like they, you know, they either place you with a roommate or they place you close to other people that are living in the dorms. They have like a fitness facility. They have just so much like going on there. And especially for the Vistas that are like straight out of college, it's like a, it's a college environment, you know, so it's not too big of a transition for them. Um, and then you were talking with another Vista about, you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, so in the same line of things, just looking for better housing opportunities for our VISTAs serving here in Des Moines. Um, we were able to get in touch with a woman who owns a very large home in the area, and she rents out rooms um, to all kinds of people. And um, so we formed kind of a working partnership with her, and she gave us permission to put her contact information on, um, you know, any kind of Vista toolkits or info sheets that we hand out to those who come to serve in Des Moines um, so that they can find um, this good housing opportunity. It's pretty um, cheap and affordable and it's in a really beautiful area in a very old home um, living with a lot of um, community-focused individuals who do a lot of good work in the community. So we're really looking forward to being able to provide that to Vistas when they come to serve here as well. Great. That's great. Okay. One of the things that I think Benet and I had talked about, and Benet, correct me if I'm a little off base here, but uh, the the process of becoming a leader, you know, obviously mm -hmm. we know that you can look up, you know, on AmeriCorps, you can look at, at, at different things that are open, and then this uh, Service, serviceyear.org, I think it is, uh, is another one that I've recently been exposed to. Um, yep. Talk to us about finding that VISTA opportunity, the, the leader opportunity a little more about how somebody that maybe is serving now or, or wants to serve but wants to maybe jump straight to trying to be a leader, somebody that's maybe got a little more experience. Uh, yeah. Professionally that wants to take that year of service. Definitely. Well, a couple of different things. Um, if anyone is a VISTA interested in becoming a leader, you don't have to be the leader in the place that you were a VISTA. So, I mean, months after I started my initial VISTA term, I got some emails um, from a guy who had initially interviewed me for an AmeriCorps position in Indiana saying that he was looking for VISTA leaders wherever he could find them and if I knew anyone to refer them to him. Um, 
So yeah, all those positions are on the my.americorps.gov website as well as you know, service year. Um, for me personally, I was just very lucky to share an office space with my VISTA leader. So I got to see what she was doing on a day-to-day -day basis and um, just kind of fell in love with the work that she did. And she referred me to the VISTA leader position. And everybody in our office here would always joke that they were going to, you know, kidnap me and make me stay another year and do the VISTA leader. But I was like, haha, joke's on you. I'm actually going to do it. Um, so that just ended up working out really well. Um, but the, the, the position was listed online. So um, we did have a couple other applicants as well. And I was really lucky to, you know, know someone in Dubuque that also serves on the board in Volunteer Iowa, so he was able to refer me. Um, and I feel like the interview process, I mean, it wasn't too difficult or anything. Like, um, they still had the same application that I filled out on my.americorps.gov. You can go in and update it, you know, if you want with some more stuff from your last year. Um, I had an interview with Nicole. I think it was just one interview, yeah, and then she followed up with me like the next week or so, I think, um, and told me that I had the job. So it was just, it was really easy. Oh, and she had talked to like my current VISTA supervisor as well, um, and yeah, I ended up getting the job. And I think that if you're a VISTA and you're interested in being a VISTA leader, like talk to me or Mariah and we can kind of like you know, help you prepare for the interview, the application, kind of mm -hmm. talk with you about what your responsibilities will be. And like Mariah said, you don't have to apply for, you know, next year's Volunteer Iowa's like VISTA leader position. There are so many VISTA leader positions all across, you know, the U.S., but we would be more than happy. Healthy. Oh, God. I knew I was going to do something embarrassing during this. We would be more than happy to help you guys, like, with that process if you are interested in applying. Yeah. Awesome. But, hey, do you have any any uh, other thoughts or I know there are some other questions that you had kind of shot my way at one point or just kind of over the last couple episodes? Um, right now? My brain is kind of going blank on questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I am too, just because it's, it really, you know, because I, I know um, from, from several other discussions that I've had with, with other VISTAs and, and the couple times that I've talked to each one of you on email or, or things like that, you know, no day is ever the same. Mm -hmm. and, and so I guess kind of my last question and, you know, or thought is, what what are you know when you start? What is your what does your year look like? You know, so I've got with with my project, and I, do, and I know Benet has one too. Obviously, we all have them, but the the VADs. Um, what what does the VAD look like for a for a leader? I so this is my I love our VAD because it has um, I would say three major components, and Helen could probably. Um, add a lot more detail, but, you know, our main role is to be there for the individual VISTA members, so to provide support and resources and just be a, a point person and a go-to person when they have questions about anything that comes up in their service. I mean, literally anything, whether it's 
healthcare or resources or not a great working environment or a bad site supervisor or just being stressed or overworked or bored and underworked, you know, whatever the things are that come up, um, we're here for you, you know, and we're not managers. We're just here to provide support and be an, a listening ear um, and to be able to put you in touch with the resources that you might need to um, get everything that you want out of your service. Um, so that's kind of our role in supporting and then also it is in, you know, planning and organizing opportunities for professional development. So we try to do that on a monthly basis, holding a webinar, um, giving the VISTA members opportunities to share what they're learning by providing a professional development, um, and also looking for and creating opportunities for VISTAs to socialize with one another and just trying to develop that AmeriCorps community and that strong sense of being a part of a team and a part of something that's bigger. Um, and so those are kind of the main roles that I see. And, you know, as VISTA leaders, we are still VISTAs, so that capacity building focus is, like, very important. Um, so, I mean, we, you know, like I said, everything from, you know, trying to secure partnerships with landlords to Mariah had a meeting today. Um, do you want to talk about that meeting before? Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. I met with someone today who does ads on the buses in the Des Moines area to see if we could get some ads about AmeriCorps. So that was another thing I forgot to yeah. mention is the recruitment yeah. that we do. We're responsible for recruiting VISTA members um, and just, like Helen was saying, creating those community partnerships that future VISTA leaders can take advantage of to serve their members as well. Yeah, and I'm currently working on um, a VISTA welcome packet, um, which hasn't been used for a couple of years now, um, but something like a takeaway to go along with after you guys do orientation with us that basically is like your go-to place to find out about like government assistance or like, you know, um, local like food pantries and like, you know, um, how to record your hours or how to not like overwork yourself, setting up boundaries, like a lot of things that we cover in orientation as well, but it's something that you guys will be able to like take home with you and not have to look through like PowerPoint slides or something to find out what all that information was from orientation. So really our main role, honestly, is to make a VISTA's life easier. That's pre that pretty much encompasses it, and honestly, I love it. Um, I just, I don't know, I just really love the idea of like working for you guys, essentially, and just trying to, you know, make your guys' VISTA years like really good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, that's great. Benet, do you have any final thoughts? Or um, I guess, what is your favorite thing this thought so far on being a VISTA leader? I love the VISTAs. I just think <laughs> you guys are all so awesome, and I love having like check-ins with you guys and our social stuff that we do. And I was like sick for a couple weeks, so I missed the nonprofit summit. I was like super looking forward to that. I don't know, I just like hearing what you guys are doing yeah. at your like, you know, placements and just hearing where you guys are like in your lives and Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, I like getting calls from Vistas who have a question. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, let me help you. Yay. Um and also, you guys can also always call us when something is going really well. Like, yeah. we're here also to celebrate those victories with you. Yeah. Um, so I look forward to, um, you know, reading what you guys produce and, like, 
hearing about what you do, like uh, we love to hear about all the things that are going really well for you yeah. too. So we also have a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys have taken a look at them yet, but making our newsletters that we put out every month. <laughs> our last newsletter was especially very creative and fun, and we're planning on having that for the rest of the year because newsletters can sometimes be really like boring. So we're planning on having them be more engaging and like you know putting tips in there. Like we'll put like recipes or like money tips or like what the next monthly professional development session will be on. So just kind of like, you know, Vista News, but we'll also put like jokes and cute animals and stuff in there because we're, we're just, nothing should be yeah. boring. If it has exactly. To be absolutely nothing. Yeah. So we just want to engage you guys and that's our way of engaging with you guys. <laughs> great. That's great. Well, I really appreciate you guys joining in and, uh, and helping us out with this episode. Uh, yeah. And Benet, do you have any final thoughts before we? Nope, I'm good. Thank you guys so much for talking with us. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much for having us, and thank you guys for serving. Yeah, and yeah, thank you for doing this podcast series. Super yeah, cool. No, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's kind of cool for me because we have an AmeriCorps state program at Graceland University, which is the university in Lamoni. And Decatur County Development, my host site, just happens to have an office on the Graceland campus. And so it's been kind of nice to be able to kind of bounce back and forth with the AmeriCorps director, who I actually went to college with. Oh, and wow. We've nice. actually, we're, mm -hmm. we're actually using some of her members to to carry out some of the partnership work that we're doing. We're doing a, we've partnered, the VISTA has, uh, or Decatur County Development has partnered with our local library to do some technology workshops dealing with personal finance. And we're using AmeriCorps members from Graceland to offer free childcare to encourage, yeah. help encourage people to come to the workshops. Awesome. awesome. That's really good, yeah. So you guys are all doing such great work across the state of Iowa. I just like always get so happy when I hear this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a good deal. So well, we appreciate it, and and thank you everybody for tuning into this third episode of Vista Life. And we will uh, we'll be back uh, here hopefully in a couple of weeks with uh, with our next episode. <laughs>